Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And today on the show, we have Neil Hamamoto. Hey, Neil. Hey. Hi, Neil. How's it going, guys? Thank you for joining us. So we're, we're, we're super excited to find out about Free Film USA. But before we get into all that, do you mind introducing yourself to our listeners and kind of giving them a background on yourself and how you got started in photography? Uh, sure. Yeah, my name is Neil Hamamoto. Uh, I'm from New York City. I'm 26 years old, currently sort of uh, leading the charge and producing this project called Free Film USA, uh, which is being run by my nonprofit um, artist studio out of New York City called Worthless Studios. My background in photography, I guess it probably goes back to when I was five or six, probably when my mom put a disposable camera for the first oh, time nice. in my hands. <laughs> nice. um, and having a mom who was, who was very interested in photography. But first camera I got, I think, was probably when I was uh, 15, 16. So I've been doing it now for about yeah, 10, 11 years, I'd say. And honestly, I'm actually primarily a sculptor, kind of conceptual artist making mostly sculpture work out of wood, metal, and oh, cool. other okay. sort of prefabricated materials. But photography is a medium that I use. I call it kind of like my gateway drug. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's something that I use to just like visual notes kind of is the way I think about it. And also a big medium when I'm traveling um, or exploring. So the culmination of free film um, really comes out of me trying to grow the the studio's name, Worthless Studios, and sort of the cl collaborative effort we're trying to build um, there. Uh, we have a dark room, we have woodworking materials, we have metal working with tools, coming up with a project concept that could include multiple artists across disciplines. Uh, that's where, sort of where Free Film USA was born. Okay, I love that concept. That is amazing. <laughs> so how did that all come about? Do you mind like the sharing that? Yeah. I guess actually my, my, my previous life before um, starting in uh, the art world as a full-time artist actually was in technology. Um, I worked for a couple different tech companies, believe it or not. And the whole time I was working for these two different tech companies, I was itching to be an artist. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of us who are familiar with that. Like, yeah. yeah. I can yeah. relate. <laughs> um, and I guess the idea was just this, it was the idea that I kind of always had in the back of my head. At the time I was living in San Francisco and they had a couple of sort of membership based maker spaces, I guess is what they would call them. And I thought that that concept and that business model was was strong, but I kept seeing these these businesses kind of fail. Mm. And so I thought there'd be a way to take that and sort of put a twist on it and frame it up a little bit nicer for the art world and focus more on um, you know young artists or new artists that were trying to make manufacturing manufactured focused work. It's not specifically really in New York because it's not that easy to come by. Um, you know, high, high end or large tools, larger studio space, materials, all that's, you know, super expensive in the city. So that's kind of where the idea started. And then it quickly kind of developed into a nonprofit um, because the reality is the business model is really tough. Um, right. So instead, sort of fundraising, trying to get people uh, behind your idea and want to help build, you know, your capacity, I think is, is sort of the, 
is the new path that we're on. And so far, so good. We are kind of still early in, in our prototyping stages. Um, but myself, Sean, Andrew, Daxon, and Free Trip um, are three of the artists that have been working out of the space, sort of sharing it together, working out the kinks so that we can get back after this project ends and try to raise some more money um, and, you know, sort of grow it and probably have a couple other artists in there in, in different disciplines. So so is it open yet or not yet? Or is it not? We have a space right now um, in East Williamsburg. Um, our lease actually ends in December, um, but we're going to be looking, you know, early 2020 to reopen and probably something on a little bit longer of a lease. Look yeah. for something um, yeah. with like you know, a commercial space, you know, with maybe a three or five month year lease and then really, really try to hit the, the ground running. That is so yeah, exciting. So cool. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, it's it's been fun. I could just imagine going to a space like that and being like, I'm going to go in the dark room because I'm a photographer and be like, well, what's over here? Maybe I'll try, right. you know, like yeah. that's just opens everything up. That's so cool. Yeah. The idea is for there to be kind of a, re a residency program that's really focused on sort of, I call it knowledge capital exchange. So really like the exchange yeah. of ideas and, and um, techniques specifically, again, to sort of um, hands-on crafts. So if it's welding or woodworking or darkroom techniques, you know, maybe printmaking or ceramics, you know, you're, the ceramicist is sharing ideas with the welder and the welder is sharing ideas with um, the photographer and really try to build a community that's um, interested in, in sharing and then also interested in, in applying their skills together sort of like in an interdisciplinary project and provide that to the public. So that's what Free Film USA is kind of the prototype of. Myself, Sean and Free, who've been working at the studio. Sean's a photographer, Free is a musician, performance artist, painter, sculptor. Myself as a sculptor, painter, photographer, we're sort of here each throwing our you know, talents into the mix, trying to produce a, a project, art project for the public. Man, so what what is that involved then? Like, what is Free Free Film USA? Like, what what are you guys doing? Yeah. What's like the premise, the mm -hmm. the idea behind it? Yeah, Free Film USA is the the, sh the short short elevator ride pitch is it's a conceptual photography project, um, distributing and processing thirty five millimeter film across the United States for free and. A little longer winded version is um, basically a three and a half month long road trip um, for artists from New York. Again, uh, myself, Free Trip, Sean Jackson, and Caroline Doyle. Uh, we left New York beginning of August and we've been traveling now for about eight weeks. And we're stopping in 17 cities total. We're at stop number nine right now in Los Angeles. And in each of the stops, uh, we're parking our Airstream trailer, 1973 30-foot wow. Airstream trailer so <laughs> that, that we've converted into a dark room and uh, sort of an office slash scanning room. Parking that in each of the stops, opening our doors and inviting local photographers to pick up a roll of 35-millimeter film, shoot it on the theme red, white, and blue and then return it to us as sort of their submission to the project, which is curating small exhibitions um, along the way. So we actually have a small little show up right now in Venice Beach, and um, we'll show again in San Diego, and it will culminate really in a bigger show back in New York City, hopefully when we're actually distributing the film beginning of December, and then hopefully again early 2020 for a longer uh, stint. And in addition to that, 
hopefully a publishing deal for a, like yeah. a photo book of yeah, some sort. Yeah. <laughs> so if there are any publishers out there listening, yes. <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> so when you're in each spot, is it long enough for somebody to like pick up the film, shoot it, get it back to you? Or like, what if somebody comes on like the, on the last day, are they able to mail it in or? We do not accept mail-in submissions, okay. unfortunately. It's my thought that if that's an option, we're not going to see very many rolls back right, in person right. yeah. while we're there. So we, our typical schedule is arrival Wednesday, departure Sunday. We've extended LA a little yeah. bit longer here. As the halfway point, we're just taking some personal time as a team to get away from the project, yeah. re- regroup, go surfing catch up on or sleep, something. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, get away from each other. Yeah, just kind of reset the <laughs> reset the gears um, and, and get ready for another eight weeks on the road. But typically arrive Wednesday, we distribute Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And we're giving you know, our average roll distribution per city is about 75, which is great. Wow. And that then is awesome. we, you, you're able to return anytime from Wednesday to Sunday. So some people pick up Wednesday, return two hours later. Oh yeah. Okay. But we have a little ma- mailbox that's attached to the Airstream so people can come back at any time and just drop off their roll. And typically the deadline's sometimes Sunday afternoon, um, depending on our travel schedule. Sometimes we'll leave you know, we'll say film deadline Sunday at one and we'll be on the road at two, you know, two o'clock an hour later. Wow. Man, that's so, were you guys, have you, have you guys come to Nashville yet? Have you been in this area or is we that were, on the stop by any chance? We'll, Somebody's like, when are you coming we'll to me? In, <laughs> yeah. When are you coming? We'll be in Ash, Asheville. So I know Asheville's Asheville. not terribly far from Nashville. No, I think it's about five hours from here. That's not bad. Um, that's, that's the closest we get. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is you put a Sharpie down on a map and you, you only get to draw one All line right. to go from yeah. New York you know, kind of through California and back to New York. So yeah, it was a little bit difficult picking a route. And there's you know, lots of cities that I think, you know, I wish we could have stopped at, but we'll have to just do it again, I, I guess. I was going to say, just going to yeah. say, well, round That's... two, <laughs> different route. Yeah, yeah. 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 So are you guys processing it in the, in the trailer? We are. Yeah. So everything for the project will happen in the Airstream. Even if we get back to New York and, or, you know, I'm thinking New York will probably be one of our bigger stops. We give out 200, 250 rolls. Sean and Free and Caroline are upset about this choice I've made, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be doing it all in the Airstream still. Um, I, I just think it adds a little, uh, an interesting storyline, mm-hmm. uh, to Absolutely. the project. We're kind of doing everything in this tiny little mobile dark room. So cool. So what, what film did you, did you guys get any sort of sponsors mm-hmm. sponsorship with this? Or are you guys like all out of pocket on all this film? We have some sponsorships. Um, unfortunately, a couple of the, big film american film companies uh declined i won't God, I won't, such a I won't shout out any yeah. names uh no free advertising for them um, <laughs> yeah so it's unfortunate spoke with their them and their team for a while and they ultimately decided it wasn't in there in their budget uh, which is too bad because it's really not a, a terribly huge large budget i think right at least you know through their lens but it's all good we've debranded the film and uh <laughs> We're rolling with it. A couple of other smaller companies actually have reached out um, as we've sort of built momentum and um, yeah, grown. So that's that's on the plate now. I'm hoping that that pans out nicely. Um, maybe for a stop or two, we'll have a different film sponsor come on. Man, so is it is it like a mix of black and white and color? Are you shooting just like color or? Yeah, it is all color. Sorry, it is all black yeah. and white. It's all uh, black and white. Yeah. Okay, so cool. the, the prompt phrase is red, white, and blue, but it's all black and white film. And we're using the same, for the most part, 
if this, maybe something will happen later down the line here. But for the most part, we're using all the same film stock. Cool. I like that. That's. It. I was going to say, does everybody take a turn like developing the, the, the film or? Yeah. Caroline is probably the newest to the darkroom process. Caroline's actually a friend of mine from, from college and trying to pursue a career in, in comedy. Uh, actually, as a stand-up comic, believe okay. it or not. That's awesome. Uh, so she's learning. Um, she's becoming one with the reel and learning how to, you know, get rolls out of the canister and onto the, we have the plastic reels. Yeah. And uh, yeah, otherwise, Sean, Free, and I will jump in the back. We each have an eight reel tank. And so, yeah. we'll be, you know, we're able to get 24 rolls done in one sitting. And that's that's Oof. the most our drying rack can hold anyway. So sort of like a every other morning thing, we get in there first thing and, and process some rolls, let them dry, and then start the scanning process. I bet you've seen some some awesome photos since you've been doing this. Anything like really standing out to you? I, I think what stands out is are the rolls where people took a concept and and went for it on all thirty six frames. Yeah, mm, cool. Like uh, ones that stick out are like you know someone doing setting up a mini psych in their house and doing kind of still life of objects that I guess in some way to them represent red, white, and blue. Or someone going down to the local hospital and fire station and police station and wow. doing yeah. portraiture of, of um, nurses, doctors, firefighters, policemen. Mm. And so all when you do a contact sheet, it's just every single frame is the same concept yeah. and looks you know visually as a contact sheet really strong. Those stick out for sure. Uh, then you also have roles where it's not so apparent that that they're shooting on a theme necessarily. Mm. And really, you see kind of a day in their life with this just sort of gentle overlap or overlay of the theme. Um, and those are also particularly strong. You kind of see a little bit into their life and then you can see how like you can, they're very good. Obviously, the stronger ones are, are they're good at conveying this, this yeah. theme just sort of subtly throughout kind of what seems like a typical day in their life. Man, so such I, I man, I'm I'm jealous. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you, I would love yeah. to be be looking at all that stuff. I just love I love putting books together and and just the concept of like like group work. Mm-hmm. I I've been wanting to do like a group show for so long down here, and everyone's just like you know I always get like two out of the four people down. They're right. like, yep, this is a great month for me, and then the other two people are like, no, nope, it's not gonna work. <laughs> right, it's like, I know. Ah, come on, it's this like you just so gotta cool. you just gotta like say like. This is the month. This is the deadline. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Right. I mean, that's what, that's what we're doing. Yeah. It's like, well, this is happening. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. See, I'm such a baby when it comes to I that know. stuff. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. But uh, no, I wanted to ask, with you talking about all this developing and contact sheets, are you, is it kind of just at random? Like, do you, do you keep like you know, the person's name and, and information for each role and photo and all that stuff? Or is it just kind of like a mix mash of things? Uh, we, yeah, we have a basically a short registration form that we have everyone fill out that's interested in participating. And it gathers just your basic information, basically yeah, yeah. your name and um, what city you're shooting for us in. And so way to, way to contact you and ask you a couple questions, a um, couple things you can opt into, um, whether or not you want to actually have your negatives shipped back to you uh since oh, we are cool. since we are processing the rolls and we'll have all the negatives you know we're happy to do that we are doing you know silver gelatin prints so need, we need the negatives until the whole show is printed right um so sending back you know when we get get home maybe mid-december early january so you can opt into that uh and then yeah we we keep track on the back end when you basically once you return the roll there's another short form that you fill out 
um, asks you a couple questions on processing, if you want to have it pushed or pulled, mm. and gets you to describe sort of briefly what your approach was, what you shot on, which is kind of a, actually a safety net for us in the event <laughs> some negatives get right. flip flopped. Uh, yeah. We just have a like a text evidence, I guess. Right, right, <laughs> to right. Just look, look at the negs. Go, okay. They said I, I shot dogs in the park and the Ford dealership. We can look through, see it, and then c- correct. Yeah, that's 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 good. You need some sort of a fail safe. Yeah. <laughs> in, in terms of uh, the review process, I mean, it's it's pretty blind. We'll have your name um, as we're going through your scans, but the reality is, we probably have a real conversation and, and remember. You know, a, a face to a name, one in five or six yeah, participants. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these people are coming in, getting the rundown, picking up the role, and then, you know, dropping off maybe when we're not even around. Mm-hmm. So we don't have that interaction again. So we're, we're sort of, yeah, basically just picking off of complete, completely, you know, visual. That's just I'm looking so, at, I, yeah. I know. No, I know. Ahead, me, and you, me and you both are like, <laughs> wow, what a dream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm just, I was looking through the Instagram and, some of the shots you guys have been sharing have are they're incredible and i love the theme is definitely there you know like the red white yeah. and blue like yeah america if you will so this is going to be a great when this is done and it becomes a book or a, a big show it's going to be some good stuff it must be very exciting yeah it is and obviously we're only halfway so um you know doing things like this are huge for us and getting it out there mm-hmm. and, and trying to have more photographers who are interested in you know donating their time and creativity we we want you know, as many people to shoot as possible. Obviously, we're a little bit on a budget in terms of film role. And, you know, we can't have everyone in the world shoot, right. unfortunately. Yeah. But 75, a city is is less than we had sort of anticipated. So there's definitely plenty of film stock to go around. And, you know, we welcome everyone, novice or professional. But as we've gone city to city, I've seen actually, it seems like the talent has already been increasing and increasing and increasing. That's so. Great. Mm. I'm hoping that as we continue to go, you know, really serious photographers want to contribute and, and sort of get their get their concept, you know, involved. Have you had to turn anybody away at any cities? We try not to. Like it's like uh, we're out it's, for this city or something. Uh, yeah, that that has happened. Just in Milwaukee, we decided to cap it at 125 in Milwaukee. It's wow. a very busy city for us, but you know, we hit 125 right around the deadline for when we would stop distributing mm-hmm. anyway. And we do turn people down, <clears throat> excuse me, that come back, let's say on Saturday before the deadline. You know, if it's the deadline Sunday at one and they come around Saturday at one, we typically shy away from giving out film. Right. Within 48 hours, honestly, unless, you know, the person can show us, you know, that they're, you know, really dedicated to getting it done. We typically just try to spend a little bit more time with those people and and get a sense of whether or not they're actually there to participate, if they've heard about the project, if they, you know, want to contribute, if they have an idea in mind, just kind of go off our gut. And yeah, we have turned away people too that that seem to show up for the wrong reasons. Right. Um, Come in in hot, asking for something for free. How do I get the role? (laughs) Don't pay particular, you know, don't pay much attention to our little pitch or our rundown of what's going on. Um, You know, we'll just kind of, we're getting pretty good at it. So don't come down. Don't come down if you don't really want to participate. I guess is is what I'm shouting out here now. Um, You know, it's about building community sharing, lowering barrier to entry for photography because it can be pricey. So don't, don't take, don't come down for five roll of film. (laughs) Did, uh, have you, have you like lost roles? 
that way? Yeah, we have. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, I was, I was just going <laughs> Unfor- to It's unfortunate, but yeah, that's just how it goes. Again, I'm hoping just with so, sort of more wind in our sails as we head back east, we can increase that number and get more of the rolls back and just get the word out prior so that people that do come down are sort of committed and interested um, instead of, you know, a ch- good chunk of our roles being, you know, passersby or uh, if we're parked at a camera shop, just coincidental that, you know, oh, I came to buy film and I can get one more role yeah. if I just sign up for this thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the numbers are still good. Do you guys post on your Instagram or website or anything like that of the locations you're going to be at next and stuff like that? Do you keep everyone posted on that? We do. Yeah, we have a uh, we have just a sort of a flyer um, image up on the site right now, which is which is accurate as as accurate as it can be on a road trip. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been pretty spot on this far. We got a little bit of a late start, so our Detroit dates were off, which shifted our first. Um, three stops but going forward it seems like we're going to be able to stay kind of right on track right on track yeah just for listeners that are listening to this and yeah yeah kind of want to you know check out if you're coming to their city and stuff like that i just want to make sure that they don't miss out on that because this is such a like awesome awesome idea i'm already like envisioning the book and the show (laughs) in my mind i'm like why didn't i think (laughs) right (laughs) me too me too uh yeah if you go to the website freefilmusa.com and i think there's a tab called tour dates and it's just a PNG image that has all the dates listed. Awesome. Yes. Cool. Uh, yeah. Next stop, San Diego, Santa Fe, Austin, uh, New Orleans, Birmingham, Asheville, Baltimore, Philadelphia, and then New York city. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So we'll, we'll make sure to link everything yeah. below in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Is Thank there, you guys. are you guys documenting this at all? Is anybody filming this? We do have a, Fifth team member named yeah. Scott Keenan, who is a, a DP, freelance DP back in New York, uh, but wanted to come on when sort of he he got word of the concept yeah. and, the, and the idea. So he's picking up some stuff for us. He's been on the trip since um, he's been on, on just be, he comes in and out for different legs. So he's been on the trip from from New York to uh, Milwaukee. He just rejoined us in San Francisco, made the drive down here to L.A., and then he'll meet up with us again in um, at the end of Santa Fe and hopefully be able to stick it out from Santa Fe all the way back. Yeah. Mm. It's going to be a great little yeah. documentary. I'm vi- yeah, envisioning I that think, too. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to figure out exactly what we're going to put together here. The thing immediately on our plate right now is actually we're trying to do these you know short one to three minute segments actually where Scott spends time with a participating photographer in each city. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> uh, and we, we're not going to necessarily get one for each city, uh, but yeah. when Scott's on board, you know, we're trying to find people that come through the airstream that seem interested, uh, maybe already have a concept in mind or have it a day, you know, a day free that they know they're going to dedicate to shoot. And Scott's following them around getting pickups on sort of what the theme means to them, what they're shooting on, you know, what their sort of background is. And yeah, cutting that down and sharing. I think it's a, a, a good additional um, little insight into sort of the people that we're interacting with and what the project's about. It's all about the photographs, but the photographs come from, you know, yeah. lots of different that types of people. That opens so. up so much more to the, of the story. Like, yeah. that's such a great idea, getting some of those behind-the-scenes clips like that, especially mm-hmm. cruising with the photographer. We'll see. I, I don't want to give a a release date yet because obviously there's a lot going on mm-hmm. but that is definitely in the works and we're oh, gonna be sure. excited excited to share that with everyone once they're done oh man 
Well, if you do this again and you need some extra help, let me know. Yeah. I would definitely. I know. Love I was like, I was just gonna say, I'll come too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll do a podcast in every city. Yeah, that would yeah, be right. Great. I, I, I think the idea I'm, I'm sort of playing around with now is, is just sort of open sourcing it. I mean, to me, it doesn't need to be run by uh, Sean, Caroline, Free, and I. Oh, um, and yeah. Under the Worthless Studios name. I mean, I think the free film concept is is up for grabs i mean anyone can do it i just hope that you yeah. know it comes from the same you know the same place in their heart right I guess exactly. put it nicely, <laughs> you know that it's about building community sharing yeah you know acceptance i think certain parts of the photography world can can start to get a little bit competitive i mean sure. in any any oh, industry yeah. so trying to avoid that and make people feel comfortable contributing you know no matter what their skill level because you know we've we've selected some pictures from 10 year old first timers love it because um, oh, that's that's yeah that's so part good. of this that's part of the story yeah um, and as much red white and blue as pro 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 love it man so are you guys participating in this as well like have you shot a role are you going to shoot a role we talk about that on our lawn drives all the time <laughs> like, what would you actually shoot if this was you know your challenge and i don't think i have a straight answer from anyone really mm. i think what we we've all decided is that what we're actually doing is very, very challenging, especially for oh, yeah. f- for someone that kind of stumbles upon it. They they get immediately pulled in by the the idea and the concept, and then to actually go and execute on it in twenty four or forty eight hours is that's a whole nother ask and a big one at that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure. I think my answer has been. I think my 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 role would change obviously from city to city. Yeah. Obviously, now being able to look back and and think and reflect on my time in each of these cities. I have an idea of maybe how my roles would differ, but no, and I, I think until I were, if I were able to actually do it, that that would be the only time I'd actually know what kind of would come out of it. <laughs> yeah. So was this your idea, Neil? Yeah, it came, the idea originated uh, actually last year, October of 2018, when we did a version of this on Canal Street in New York City. Uh, okay. I was present, actually presented a small little retail space on Canal Street. A friend of mine was is running programming for a, a bigger project called On Canal by uh, being produced by Wallplay Networks. And what Wallplay Networks does is they take over um, vacant or abandoned retail spaces and um, subsidize rent or, yeah, subsidize rent for creatives to sort of take over and pop up. So fashion designers, artists. Wow. Uh, so they had someone back out of their program last minute. A friend of mine called knowing that I was an artist and said, can you come up with something to fill this space, you know, sort of mm. last minute. Uh, wow. I think he wanted us to, to move into the space in like eight days or something like that. Wow. And uh, I had recently done sort of a installation show, public sort of art installation of my personal work across the city. So I didn't really want to re-show that. And I thought it was a good opportunity to start prototyping on this, on this, uh, on the Worthless Studio side of things and, and see how the artists in the space could come together to, to, you know, execute on a concept. And I immediately went to photography just knowing you know, how much time Sean has been spending in the darkroom. How could we push him to sort of refine his skills back there? And then uh, Free and I did like a big installation build out of the space. So there was woodworking involved and, and craft. Yeah, it was good. So we did a hundred rolls of film. Theme, wow. The theme was the word canal. We did, we gave away the hundred rolls in like eight hours and we got eight, 85 of the rolls back. Okay. Which is really, really awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, that's not bad at all. And yeah. then we actually had a jury that was involved. So we had a jury that we put together, uh, included, you know, on the low end, me as a juror. <laughs> and then on the high end, we actually had Platon, who's a fairly famous uh, portrait oh, yeah, photographer. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sort of everything in between, uh, young commercial uh, fashion photographers, young independent curators, um, gallerists, uh, artists, seven of us total. We each did a, a selection and then we did um, 100 prints from that selection that then we exhibited in the space for the public to enjoy. And then a small little zine, uh, self-published zine that has all of the 100 um photographs in it so again prototype mini version of now what we're trying to do here and you know basically scaling up if if the feedback i got from canal street was energizing i felt like yeah this thing could could grow and it has legs people are into into the idea and photography such a you know big um global language like why not why not go for it i love that where did you get the van? Or is it a van? Well, I guess we yeah. like a Airstream, Airstream trailer. trailer. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things that, you know, the timing just works out like too perfectly. <laughs> I had been yeah. dreaming of doing a like a Airstream renovation for a while. Kind of a very trendy young thing to be doing these days, <laughs> like van life or Airstream renovation or, you know, one of those con- like conversion thing, conversion projects. Um and it basically popped up on Craigslist the exact time that we would have needed wow. to buy it to, to make this thing happen at the beginning of August. Uh, and I actually found it out on Long Island, of all places. Um, a uh, home builder had bought it thinking he'd have time with his wife to, to convert, you know, this vintage crappy thing into, you know, sort of like a new little kitchenette, dinette, home, one bedroom. And just with life and his job, he wasn't able to do it. So he put it back up on the market. He bought it from someone over in Jersey, schlepped it for us out to Long Island. <laughs> actually did most of the most of the demolition, which was awesome. So it was kind of an empty shell when we showed up. And um, yeah, we ended up taking it off his hands and, and getting down and dirty and fixing her up and making her into our, our office darkroom. <laughs> Wow. What was that process like? Was that? Uh, it was a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was uh, myself, Free, and Caroline uh, with a couple weeks help from another friend named David Paduano. And so between the three of us or sometimes four of us, we did a full convert in like four months, uh, four and a half months. Uh, and that was pretty much a 50-hour work week for four months. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe more. Actually, we have a a fun old school analog technology punch clock uh, at the studio. (laughs) And we, we like to punch in and out each day just for fun. And I'm excited to get back to the studio and actually go back and track how many hours we have to put in uh, each to get this thing built. Uh, Yeah, it was a big, big project. We ended up having to actually take the whole uh, aluminum shell off of the chassis. Whoa. Pull the chassis out so that they were actually two separate entities for, for a while basically strip off all the rust from the chassis, add additional supportive members. Yeah, the reality is from a 1973 Airstream that's not, you know, looked after properly, rusts right, out right. and, and is, is old. You could you can't see that when you look at the when you look at it. Oh. Like when you're when you're buying it. Yeah. So we stripped it down, all of a sudden went, oh crap, uh. this thing is in not very good shape. So I had to do a lot of metal work and um, you know, resealing and add a lot of new 
supportive members just to make sure that, you know, 9,000 miles on the road wasn't going to completely destroy it. <laughs> yeah, man. And then, yeah, the, the difficult task of building a light sealed dark room in the back, <laughs> new plumbing so that we could have running water, uh, ventilation, and then also making it completely mobile. So actually, you know, solar panels and a very intricate electrical system. So we can actually what you call boondock and actually just kind of pull over to the side of the road and, and run the dark room. Could do, I think we can last about basically one and a half days if we're running AC, the enlargers, the pump for the water, plus, you know, playing music, charging our laptops. Right, right. Yeah, so. yeah. Dude, that's so cool. That's like a project like all on its own. Like, congrats on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was the type of thing. It's just the, yeah, just the first domino, basically. And we finished two days before we were leaving for <laughs> Detroit. So we didn't even have time to really... <laughs> have a beer enjoy. relax yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. we didn't even yeah. have time to really like enjoy our hard work that we put into it i guess we're enjoying it now yeah on the road but yeah that was a fun one too it looks so cool i can't wait to come down and see it yeah please so. give you the full tour we'll be right back with some questions for neil right after this message from our sponsor Support for Analog Talk also comes from Polaroid Originals. Go to PolaroidOriginals.com and use the offer code ANALOGTALK10 at checkout to receive 10% off your next purchase. All right, guys, this is the part of the show where we break away and take a question from one of our listeners. This week's question comes from Esther.film. She says, what were your expectations versus reality for your 2019 trip? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, I think expectation uh, versus reality. Maybe more exploring time, just more mm, personal time right. and free time to, sh- to shoot on my own and sort of uncover these cities and stops myself. Turns out we're spending most of our time in each city in the parking lot or, you know, in the Airstream. Right. <laughs> In the parking lot where the airstream's parked, in the camera store or with the with the host business that's you know putting us up, and then grabbing dinner with the team and maybe seeing one bar, one restaurant, yeah, and yeah. then going, going to sleep. <laughs> Lots of time just spent putting you know continuing to put the project together, keep the roles um, organized, process on time, scan, and then print. Maybe overestimated how much time it would take from the four of us to actually just get the the project produced yeah so it's kind of a sad that's kind of a sad answer <laughs> a happy expectation i feel like i need to balance it now with a happy mm-hmm. expectation versus reality <laughs> i guess a good one is no problems with the airstream that's a really there good you go. reality that's, that's a solid I thought it was yeah one of the things that was gonna constantly be just killing us each stop pull in or pull into each stop with flat tire right uh mm. this this thing's broken electrical's not working uh, but basically except for the first ride where we safety checked every single fastener <laughs> yeah. and component a uh, couple were loose we fixed them and since then it's been smooth sailing so that's a that's a really good reality i, I another question about the whole process of this thing that just popped in my <laughs> mind when you were answering the first half of that are you guys like running to the wire every time? Like, is it kind of just like by the time you're done developing, scanning, da 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 da? Like, it's like, oh man, it's time to go. Like, is it kind of like that, or do you have some downtime? Like, we do. Yeah, I mean, we. I try to structure the days. You know, just like basically anywhere between six to eight hours at the airstream a day. So typical. It's a typical work day. Like a work day. And then yeah, yeah. I guess the the issue is that our down days are really travel days. So. Right. 
you typically yeah. go home on Friday after a 40 hour week. You know, we're jumping in the car and sitting for 24 hours. Yeah. Mm. And we're exploring. That's, you know, some of the best time we have to explore. Stopping in between cities, camping, um, you know, finding these quirky, unique parts of America, photographing it. But it's together as a team. You know, it's not a lot of personal mm. downtime yeah. space, but it's fun. It's still fun. But yeah, it's it's not the it's not the type of thing, and it's not the goal of the project for us to be stressed out trying to hit deadlines for processing or printing. There's a couple of rough deadlines we've had. We've known that this LA space was going to have space for us to exhibit, so we were trying to hit a certain number of prints to have up by then. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we're just we all kind of there's a rhythm now to it where we get in. You know, there's always roles to process, so we keep that going, and then. As soon as they're processed, it's got to go through the scanning scanning protocol. So yeah, what do you what are you guys scanning with? Are you just doing like flatbeds or? If anyone <laughs> has any suggestions for us, or would like to donate <laughs> a like drum scanner that can yeah um, can withstand the vibrations from the road, let us know. Obviously, that's oh a, I didn't even think yeah. that's that. obviously yeah. another huge issue is the road is not a very friendly thing for any type of scanner. So we actually we have these smaller um, you know desktop size scanners we have a, a epson v700 we have a, a plus tech which is like a small uh scanner that just does high res for you know individual frames mm-hmm. and we have a uh kodak paycon f135 which is an old school product that does full reels yeah, yeah, uh, yeah runs yeah. on Stick xp and, and yeah so if that thing's working um that's our bread and butter does you know roll maybe three four minutes and gets you pretty decent scans of each frame. Uh, so it makes the selection process really easy for us. Otherwise, if that goes down, we'll be troubleshooting that while someone else just goes to the flatbed and we do um, contact sheets. Mm. Oh, contact Man. sheets. Yeah, and then we open the contact sheets, zoom in, try to pick our pick our favorite selects, mark it on the physical uh, archive sheet, and then take that and put it in the plus tech and do a high-res scan of the select. So yeah, it's not a quick flawless system man scanning is such a pain yeah, yeah. Everybody i hates really scanning. wish they come up with something new like some sort of new that's, technology that's that, I, I mean like geez after this thing i feel like i should d- dedicate my it. life yeah. to that <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like, if it was just small enough and and cheap enough there's no reason that even the you know the novice photographer would wouldn't buy it i feel like yeah yeah if you have any oh, interest yeah. in ever and you know ever scanning your negs you could make it affordable it'd be a, an obvious buy yeah the film community we've been lucky they've been coming up with a lot of things and via kickstarter and stuff putting out some yeah. some fun things so that's next hopefully i know a lot of people are doing uh dslr or digital camera scanning too right with, uh yeah I which was... seems to be a lot quicker too but man flatbed scanning is just a nightmare yeah, that was a, a recommendation actually on, on the last podcast I was on. That that was uh, someone's best solution for us. But, you know, at this point we had already committed to the machines we had. So that would have meant oh, yeah, yeah. buying You're already a new in lens, light boxing, having a whole system there. We're mm-hmm. in it now. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've been lucky. A couple of our hosts have had um, Portland Darkroom. Oh, cool. In uh, Salt Lake City, just a participant happened to run a small in-house little processing studio mm-hmm. shop he let us use his like you know it's not a drum scanner but it was one of these full reel like Naritsu like yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. 2300 or something man I'd love to get my hands on one of those all right Neil so we have another little question for you if you 
could only shoot with one camera for the rest of your life, like your Desert Island camera, yeah. what would it be and why? Hasselblad 500CM. Ooh, quick Ooh. answer. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great camera. Yeah. That's what I shoot with now and I've shot with for a really long time. And I just, I just know it. And it's, yeah, it's been with me for so long. It's now, it's not just a camera, but it's like a, it's really integrated tool into my. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like, yeah. Means it has been on a lot of trips, has a lot of stories of its own. So I would want to keep, you know, if I had, if I lost that camera, I'd, I'd re buy for sure. Yeah. But it's this one in particular too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get that. And probably film stock in there would be color, which is funny because I'm wearing a black. Oh, <laughs> color guy. I like that. But yeah, probably shoot color. I've been shooting a lot of the Ektar 100 recently. Oh, that's a great Because I like to shoot when the sun is high in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Awesome. So the second part of the question, is there a camera that you've kind of been lusting after? Mm-hmm. We call it the white whale camera. Is yeah. there anything that you you see that you want that you just haven't had a chance to pick up and get or it's like out of your price range? It's like, yeah. You know. um, G2 probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Sean, Sean has one on the tour. I feel bad like taking it from him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I'll be needing that. Yeah. It's got basically everything that I would want on it. Um, I picked up a Olympus XA as mm. sort of like my half-assed attempt at a G2. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's just not the same. No. And the, no. the main function I'm looking for is the autofocus rangefinder. Yeah. So that I can I can click without looking. And if I if I'm get good at pointing in the middle of that, you know, pointing the lens right at my subject, it's going to hit every time. Yeah, I have a G1 and, like, and I love it. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's such G1 a unique too. system. Yeah. Yeah, so unique. Such a unique very, yeah, set of set of specs yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but, for sure i mean uh, like a like a uh, autofocus mm-hmm. rangefinder like that's that's yeah. wild yeah good choice thanks yeah, definitely yeah uh if there's anyone out there with an extra one donate it to the project let me know yeah it's so good well yeah what, uh, how about you guys do you guys uh, answer as well uh i mean we haven't i don't think yeah. in a while chris what, my is white it, whale has camera it changed for you oh, it's always changing yeah right now um <laughs> I mean, when you bring up the Hasselblad, I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like the contact six four five. Yep. Um, there's just <laughs> yeah. I mean, this stuff. This is. Let me get my list. Yeah. Out. <laughs> what about you, Timothy? Oh man, I'm. I really would love. I keep watching all these videos of the Mamiya seven mm-hmm. two. Like I, I, I love six seven. Like that's one of my favorite film formats, mm-hmm. and that would be fun to shoot. Just something that compact i mean i already have a pentax 67 and an rb67 do i really need yeah you know right. that's like i have so many point and shoots but <laughs> but megan shoot film she's been uh shooting with her conic oh, her big mini, big mini yeah. and i'm like oh i want a conic big mini now so yeah there's yeah there's a Stuff. list <laughs> what, what are your guys's go go to's you're running out on a trip and you gotta just pick one camera what do you what do you grab i usually take my g1 nice yeah yeah but I also God, that's so hard because yeah, I, I I just I just shoot I've been shooting so much medium format, but I'm always like if it was I had to just grab it and go, it would probably be my my bron uh, my uh, Bessa. I have a Voigtlander Bessa. I would probably grab that just because I don't have to think mm-hmm. right. about it yeah. when I grab it. You know, I, I know the exposure all the time. Right. It's just 
but I would definitely love to take a medium format with too, yeah. just for the yeah. the negative size and quality. Yeah, exactly. I always love love talking tough. to guests who are like, I just use one camera. I have one <laughs> yeah. camera. I'm like, what is that life like? Because I <laughs> can't imagine. Nice and simple, nice and relaxed. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't do that. Yeah, I mean, I I have I just have two. I shoot an FM two and the Hasselblad, and now I bought the XA just because I've been itching to get something else, but. I think what will happen is probably sell the XA back and go for a G2 and call it quits. There, there. you go. Yeah. Be done. <laughs> then I have it all. Yeah. That's great. Well, this has been awesome, Neil. Thank you for joining us. We, we're hoping to spread the word for you for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys so much yeah. for having me. It's awesome to always talk shop. Where can, for yeah. Sure. Where can everybody check you out and like any pro the project, if you want to plug that, let everybody yeah, know. Sure. Yeah. To check us out, you can visit our website freefilmusa.com that has a um, list of our upcoming dates and eventually hopefully we'll have all of the photographs up on it uh, but otherwise Instagram has been our main tool for sharing photographs we're uncovering uh, which is our handle is freefilmusa.com check us out there and then everyone on the team has personal websites freeze is freealexandersnow.com carolines is carolinedoylecomedy.com and Sean's is seanandrewjackson.com. Um, and then mine is neilhamamoto.com. So we keep it pretty simple there. Uh, but yeah, if you want to see some of the some of our work, our personal work as artists and comedians, uh, <laughs> you can check us out there too. Uh, one quick, one other yeah, question. Awesome. Where is the LA like showing? Is that? Yeah, it's actually uh, just, you know, across the sidewalk from cool. where the Airstream's parked. So we're at 507 Boccaccio Avenue in Venice. Um, and it's at a space called Emico House. Uh, you won't find that on Google. It's actually not open just yet, but 507 Boccaccio is the address. And we're there today from one to seven, um, tomorrow from one to seven, closed Monday and Tuesday, and then open next week, Wednesday through Sunday, also one to seven. So you can pick up film today or tomorrow, and then next week, Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, the return is Saturday at 6 p.m. Um, I think it's Saturday the 5th at 6 p.m. Um, during those hours, you're more than welcome to also take a look at the exhibition. Uh, we have, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20 photographs up, I believe. Either 17 or 20. I'm, I'm forgetting what one wall looks like right now. <laughs> but come on out and check it out. Photographs from Detroit, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, and Kansas City. Um, Cannot wait. Way. Yeah, guys, go yeah. check it out if you got the time. Yeah, come on down. Uh, and again, thank you guys so much. This is awesome. Yeah, thanks for for thank you for. I mean, not only just coming on the show, but for doing this project for for the community. Yeah. This is really so great, and we're yeah. Yeah, happy to do it. Got it's hard eyes fun. over here, like. <laughs> 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 yeah. But uh, Timothy, where can everybody check you out? Guys, head over to Instagram. It's at Timothy Makeups. I also make film photography related YouTube videos. Just go to the search bar. It's the easiest way to find it. Just search Timothy Makeups. There's there's some stuff there you can check out. Sweet. Chris, where are you? So I'm Chris B. Photo on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. We have a Facebook page and a group you could, of course, join and share and ask questions and do all the fun stuff you guys have been doing. So we love it there. And that's about Keep it. it. Up. Again, Neil, thank you so much for all of it. This has been amazing. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Appreciate thank you. the time. Awesome. We'll uh, see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.
All right, so first off, we want to thank Neil and the team over at Free Film USA. <laughs> Man, it's such an awesome story. Chris and I just like, I don't know, our minds were being blown as we were as we were interviewing Neil. It was just so cool to hear, you know, everything from the process of what they're doing, handing out the film, to getting it back, scanning it in the, the Airstream. Like, come on, guys, how much fun would that be to road trip and do that? So cool, so cool. Neil, thanks again. This was awesome. So that's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. It is the best way to support the show. Every little bit helps all the Patreons already. Thank you guys so much. So yeah, until next week, we will see you then. Later. <laughs>